Greetings, fellow nerds and geeks. Why don't you pull yourself up a chair, grab yourself a beverage, and prepare to enjoy a geek-tastic conversation. Welcome to the Geek Easy. Welcome back to the Geek Easy Podcast. This is episode number 72 for October 3rd, 2019. October 2nd, 2019. October 1st. One of oh, those no, two days. Somewhere in October lies this episode. That's right. That's right. My name is Pixel Dan Erdley, and I am once again joined by my co-hosts, Mr. Jonathan Leonard hey, hey. and Jaron McCaffrey. What's up, guys? What is going on, dudes? Same old, same old? Same old, same old? With a question mark? All right. <laughs> That's fair. Well, we are back once again to talk about some of the latest news, uh, primarily in the entertainment scene and it's a lot of very nerdy, very comic booky type stuff. It looks like today, but that's nothing unusual for this show. Yeah, I don't no, think. And kind of like no no bombshells, but just some fun things to throw about. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anything here is like too yeah. big or crazy. And I'm not even sure how much discussion we're going to get out of all of it. But yeah, we're we'll going to throw it out there and see. We what could happens. call one of them a bombshell if we didn't call it a month ago. Do you want to lead off with that? Should we or should we? We save probably now nah, we should probably lead off okay, with it let's lead off because with it. it's it's the big news that everybody's already kind. Of, I think it's is the biggest thing yeah. that everybody's already been talking about for the past several days, and that of course is that Spider Man is back in the MCU <laughs> without ever having left. Without ever having he has returned left. I think we all kind of called it. I mean, yeah. none of us seemed very worried about it when we were talking about it on the show last episode yeah. yeah here we are one episode late episode? i think that I was just two episodes ago. uh maybe it was yeah, two yeah, episodes right. ago but it feels uh, like a month but maybe not you're you're right it no yes it was two episodes ago because okay. it was when we were going over the d23 stuff yeah uh so i mean seriously it's been a month yeah and here we are and everything's hunky-dory and I, think, again. I mean we we expanded it out into a solid 20 minutes worth of talk i'm sure about how everything was going to be fine no matter what but i believe we Definitely rode that line of it'll good chance it's going to work out anyway. There's still plenty of time, and lo and behold, it it's worked, worked out. out anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love this this article on Forbes about it. Starts off with who wrote it? Uh, Mark Hughes. Okay, don't know. So it says <laughs> I read a guy on Forbes. I like. Okay, him. all right. So Mark Hughes on Forbes says it seemed inevitable because it was. <laughs> Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures announced this morning that Spider-Man will return to the MCU after the studios reached a new deal to continue their partnership. And that was all it was about anyway, right? Like, Theoretically. It, I mean, it just wasn't well, too far-fetched that's, that's, to think that they were going to yeah, come we, to some sort of an agreement at some point, right? Yeah, the, because the numbers, as we discussed last time, I think it started out Marvel was getting like 5% of the gross and they wanted 50 and they would take a 50% stake in the paying also, in the budgeting. Right. And neither side was budging, and that was that at the time. But it felt like negotiating tactics as much as anything. And I believe the deal I read at the end of the day was that Marvel's going to pay for 25% and take 25%. So they just met right in the middle. 
Yeah. And now they get to keep making movies. There you go. So. Yep. So this goes on to say that the new deal sees Marvel Studios producing the next installment of Spidey cinematic mm-hmm. franchise with Kevin Feige once again taking the lead role in production. Spider-Man's also going to appear in other MCU movies going forward, just as he has previously. Yep. The third film is uh, the third film was set for release in July sixteenth, twenty twenty one. So it's already got a release mm-hmm. date and everything. Um, it also says Feige made an interesting remark during the announcement. It's hard to say whether it's a throwaway line or a hint at something more substantive. But when commenting on his pleasure at reaching a new deal with Sony, Feige said, as Sony continues to develop their own Spider-Verse, you never know what surprises the future might hold. So who knows what that means, if it yep. means anything. It means Disney's going to buy Sony, Disney's right? going to buy Sony next. <laughs> I mean, the hostile takeover continues. Yeah, that's the next step, right? <laughs> Disney's on its way to owning the world. <laughs> Disney Disney wants to own the rest of its Marvel properties and, and you know, Walkman. <laughs> that's right. right. Yep. Excellent. And the Walkman. Yep. And, and Betamax <laughs> technology. They've got to get their hands on the Walkman. <laughs> well, Sony was behind the. Well, Sony was the first one to throw their hat in Blu-ray, right? But they don't actually own Blu-ray. I no, I don't think. think they own it. But they, yeah. but they, they, they were, were the, they were the, one of the early adopters. But they were also the company that I believe that developed Betamax. Oh, okay, and I think they took their stand at the time on Betamax and failed miserably, and then learned that lesson when the whole Blu-ray HD <laughs> HD DVD or they whatever thing they didn't went dig down. in on that one. No, yeah. Um, as far as the the Spider-Man bit goes, my my the way I read it was that it will be the third installment of the Spider-Man franchise, and then one other, at least one other, uh, Marvel movie of some sort. But yeah. the stuff I read, and I have no idea how insider it is, but the stuff I read was indicating that it was like one bigger team-up type movie. So I don't know if that means. One more Spider-Man and Avengers Five, or if that means one more Spider-Man and some sort of Civil War type movie down the road, yeah. Or if it's going to go on beyond that. Now, I will say, as much as I was confident that we'd get more Marvel Spider-Man, I'm going to go ahead and at this point, I am personally going to be happy with that one more Spider-Man, yeah. And one more team up, yeah. And if it continues past that, cool, yeah. But I'm. As much as I was all for, eh, it'll be fine. It'll work out. We'll we'll get more Marvel Spider Man. I'm I'm at at the same level, going. Okay, this might be it though. Might this be. Maybe. Might, might be. be. Yeah. So we here, might get it forever, but I'm going to be content if we just finish off that trilogy. So so are and you get one more appearance? Are you getting some Marvel fatigue, John? No, oh. not at all. No, I'm not like that's not what I'm hoping for. Uh, I got, I'm just okay. like like I'm I'm like I'm I won't I won't I won't allow myself to be disappointed at that point. Gotcha. You You'll know? just be you're happy yeah. that we're getting more. Yes, and I'm, I'm, you're and, not going to yeah. be greedy and demand exactly. even more beyond exactly. that. And when it when it just like when two came out, far when Far From Home came out yeah. and made all the money and everyone was super happy, and then all of a sudden one day I woke up and Spider Man was gone. Yeah, that was a huge bummer. I was gonna say, can we please not end the third one with a cliffhanger just in case? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like let's go ahead yep. and just give that yep. one an ending, yep. and if he comes back after that, great. But I don't want a cliffhanger where we're not gonna get a resolution, yep. which is what I was a little worried about with this one yep. because and this one was. Like they they did that big reveal right at the end there, and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, he's not in this in <laughs> right. universe anymore." Well, and that great. Was, and that's awesome. almost exactly my point because even with that cliffhanger, I assumed we'd get the Sony version of the follow up. Right. So I didn't think it would be completely dead because yeah. it was still going to be a Tom Holland Spider Man no matter what. Mm-hmm. 
But there was that air of, man, if this really is it, that's a weird bummer of a way to let it go out. Yeah. So being that we've had this scare and now we've moved past it, I'm going to look at that as telegraphing the end. And so now if the end is after three, I won't complain. If it keeps going, that'll be preferred. But if that's the end, I got what I needed. I get you. So how about this for a fun thought? What if they went the route of his team-up movie being sort of like an MCU Sony live-action version of Into the Spider-Verse where he meets Miles Morales? But Miles is from, like, if they go all in on the multiverse being a real thing, the Sony Spider-Man universe is part of the multiverse. And then Miles goes on to be Sony's Spider-Man in the Sony movies. How cool would that be? I would be okay with that happening. That'd be cool. I just legit got chills. Right? I mean, that could totally work. (laughs) And then they can even do like a fun little crossover thing with Peter and Miles kind of introducing this Spider-Man as from another multiverse. And then he goes on and, oh, that just happens to be where we've already introduced Venom. And we're going to be introducing Black Cat and Silver Sable and, you know, all these other plans that they supposedly have. And then we've got Miles just hanging out over there in the Sony world. Yeah, legit that, chills. That would be that, fun. That would be awesome. That would be that'd super be fun. fun. I'd, then, I'd love and that. And then they could both have their own. Yeah, and then we yeah. can just have them both existing at the same time, just like comic yep. books. And it would legitimately be like <laughs> two alternate universes. Yes, yes. Expanding at the same time. Come on, Sony and Marvel. That's the kind of stuff you need to be working out here. <laughs> That's hey, what? that us, would be fun. Only, only if Tobey Maguire shows up as Peter B. Parker. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yes. Why wouldn't he? <laughs> Holy cause he's, cow! Like, cause look, he's John's so, brain he's so just busy shut with... down. <laughs> yeah, Dude, Tobey Maguire is Peter B. Parker. Are you kidding me? That's the greatest. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I want it. I want this to happen. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy cow. Yep. I think I'm retiring from the internet. Yeah. Like oh, just, you'll be we, back to talk just, about we that We just movie. had the best idea. Why bother going Well, there's nothing left to discuss on this episode. Wow. So <laughs> make sure you guys subscribe and all that stuff, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> awesome. See? See? Yeah. Okay. So you guys are the best. <laughs> I was about just, to make a joke about us being on uh, Sony putting us on payroll for these ideas, but I, I really think you guys should put applications in. <laughs> Who does Andrew Garfield get to be? Uh, Peter Porker. Can he be Spider-Man Noir? Oh, noir. Yeah. Noir. <laughs> noir. Yeah. yeah. No. Peter Porker. Oh, Nicholas Cage has no, to be Oh yeah, it's Nicholas yeah. Cage can... just has to show yeah. up as Spider-Man Noir. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, uh, Andrew Garfield can be the one who dies in the beginning. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. hey, there you go. Yeah. Just, there you go. Just, yeah. <laughs> They're just going to do a full live action version of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is like when you when you first started talking my about doing like a version of that. That was my first thought is. Well, I don't think Sony would ever want it because that's a big property of their own right now that yeah. they're running with, and it was right. a huge deal uh, between money and awards and all <clears> that stuff. I don't think they'd ever want a version of that. But then you took it a step farther to make it into something bigger than that. Yeah. So I still don't imagine they'll have the foresight <laughs> to do anything like that. Yeah. But they man, does your won't. does your idea have merit? Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, well, hold on, because I mean, think about think about how far down the line that'll be. That gives that would give us at least time for two 
Spider-Verse animated sequels to fail. <laughs> to fail. <laughs> Quotes. And, okay. then, and then they'll be ready for a reboot, right? They'll be like, well, yeah. that, that first time we did it was awesome. How do we do that? <laughs> How do we do that? How do we do that again? What then, if we make it live action? And then Kevin Feige's like, hey, Bam. guys. I yeah. got a great idea. And, I got a great idea. Yeah. All right, so bring me live action Miles now. I'm yeah, ready for it. Joke. Let's make that happen. Oh, Andrew Garfield could totally be uh, Spider-Man 2099, theoretically, too. That could be fun. Yeah. Or just the Scarlet Spider for no reason. It's funny how <laughs> excited I am for uh, Into the Spider-Verse sequel just to get some Miguel in there. Do you think he'll actually be in it? Do you think I don't that, know why. I don't know why they do that end and then not. I, I just hope we get pointing 60s Spider-Man a whole bunch, <laughs> like at the end of the movie. <laughs> You know, can you uh, imagine him hanging out with uh, Spider Ham? For sure. If they're, if they're both on the team, the the sixties Spider Man and, and Spider Ham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's another one I don't want to recast, though. <laughs> <laughs> we just have John Mulaney do that. Yeah. Uh, is that all the Spider Man? Well, well, it's not like they're going to recast the real Pig John. So yeah, no. it'll have to be somebody. Look, we've gotten Howard voiced. the Dirk and the Howard the Dirk. <laughs> Howard the Dirk or McGird. Howard the Duck has been in the MCU, so yeah. we could have a Spider Ham, yeah. and he would be animated just like that, and it could totally be his voice. Howard the, Howard the Duck is your go-to on that, not Rocket? Okay, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> He's there, too. <laughs> There's precedent. Well, Howard the Duck's about... He's gonna have one of those cartoons, isn't he? He is gonna have a cartoon yeah. on Hulu. He's one of the Hulu. He's ones. one of the Hulu like adult cartoons. Um, this is oh man, my segues are all blowing up in my head because I got three of them set up right now. Um, Sam all. Let's see what happens. You no, know, <laughs> I'll veer into the uh, Hulu one. Um, uh, fun bit of interesting news that popped up this weekend that would be a bummer had I heard the original news. I think, but I don't remember it. Uh, I guess Hulu had planned on doing a Ghost Rider series based yeah. on the Agents of Shield Ghost Rider, <sighs> and then canceled it. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. And that's one of those where, like, I, I saw the... I don't remember ever seeing it as a... I feel like I heard it was an idea, but I don't remember it ever being, like, a plan. And then I read that they had canceled it and went, ah, like, yeah. I didn't even have the chance to be excited about this, and it's been taken away from me. Ghost Riders. That, that Ghost Rider is so awesome that would have been a fun that actor is phenomenal which I'm ghost juiced. rider is that because that's that's it's like robbie the, reyes i think yeah he's one of the more modern he's the one that yeah, yeah he drives the car. Like a car yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. actor was awesome that storyline was awesome when the spoiler alert oh you you haven't seen it have you dan yeah but go ahead go ahead when the ghost rider demon jumps into colson mm -hmm. to to get to get that chick yeah. Dude, uh, everything about that was awesome. Yeah. I love that show so yeah. much. But that, <laughs> that storyline in particular was like yeah. a, a standout. And I love that actor, and that actor is going to be in, in the new Terminator. I'm I'm geeked. Yeah, apparently he was going to reprise the role in everything. Like yeah, it was going to be, yeah. be about him. Yeah. Um, you wonder why that well, show also, having so much trouble getting spinoffs off the air. Hulu's... Because I was super excited about both of like that. I would have been super excited about uh, and the, uh, the, uh, the Hunter. Hunter and... Uh, What's his name? Her name. It's <laughs> weird. I loved him so much. Oh, he was Hunter. Yeah, he, was he was Hunter. Hunter yeah. He was Hunter. Um, what was her name? Mockingbird. Mockingbird. There we go. I kept thinking oh, Nightingale, Mockingbird, but I knew yeah. it was wrong. Does it, does it make you wonder if like Disney's like, eh, we might want to do a Ghost Rider for Disney Plus or something? Do you think no, something not like really. that? I mean, be... like, I don't think Ghost Rider fits into the Disney Plus model. Like, 
The whole like the reason it works on Hulu is because it is a more edgy character. Okay, you know they're putting Maybe. they're putting Moon Knight on Disney Plus. I was gonna right? say That's we don't fair. we don't know what That's any fair. of those we don't know what any of those shows are gonna be like yeah. yet yeah. to really yeah. be like yeah. oh they're and all, I guess they're like all the, family they're friendly all family and friends. Yeah. 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 The ABC Ghost Rider worked fine, right. so yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, Hulu would have been a chance to take it edgier, mm-hmm. but it didn't need to go there necessarily. Yeah. However, again with Disney owning pretty much all of Hulu. I don't see why they would cancel one to just to switch it over to another. If they were really planning on doing anything on that level, I think they would just let it go, move, move it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Unless they want to do something different, maybe they want to do a Johnny Blaze show or something. Yeah, possibly. Well, Johnny Blaze was totally in Agents of Shield. Was he? Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, when they showed, um, oh, it was like a Robbie, flashback. Yeah, it was like yeah, a flashback yeah, yeah, when they yeah, showed yeah, his origin. He he totally like like his car flipped or whatever it was yeah. a wreck and the the kids like crawling across the pavement and totally just Johnny Blaze rolls up and he's like here kid and and gives him a little bit of yep. fire and then drives off. off. <laughs> well, maybe they wanted, maybe they want to do a Dan Catch version. Yeah, Dan, Danny Catch him. Yeah. Danny Catch. Okay, I believe he's Catch. I could be wrong there. But, yeah, that's the, 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 the only that's thing the actual like that was my first Ghost Rider. Yeah, the Dan Catch. Oh yeah, yeah. The only thing it really says on here in addition to that is that. Uh, they still have a full plate of Marvel content coming down the pipes. They're moving forward with a third season of Runaways and all of the previously announced uh, Hell Hellstrom series. Is that what they're calling uh, the ones? Oh, the streamer is also moving forward with its previously announced Hellstrom series as well as four animated projects. I don't know what the Hellstrom series is. What does that mean? I don't know. So I'm unaware of that one, apparently. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the animated projects, MODOK, Hitmonkey... <laughs> Tigra and Dazzler and Howard the Duck. Right. Welcome to the worst news show on the <laughs> That's internet. Right. That's we're right. We're not a news show. <laughs> we're not, we're a reaction show. We're a show. reaction show. We just we're nerds talking about not, which makes I'm not us doing, a pretty bad news show. I'm not doing I'm not doing uh, research. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're if this until I'm getting a paid. reaction show until I'm getting like paid. our faces should be funnier. <laughs> well, we got to make sure that our thumbnails have big arrows pointing to nothing and things circled in red. And you got it. Yeah, okay. You got it. <laughs> That's how we get views on YouTube, man. Yeah. That's how you do it. When I when I try to search Hellstrom Hulu, it just comes up with all sorts of articles about how they're going to do a ghostwriter show that I feel like might be outdated. Okay, well, <laughs> there's that then. All right. All right, well, why don't we move in... To Marvel-related news, then. Uh, We already talked about Kevin Feige a little bit. So there was some other big news with Kevin Feige this past week outside of the renewal of Spider-Man's contract. And that is that Kevin Feige has been tapped to develop a new Star Wars film. So he is moving over. It says, hoping to emulate the MCU, Disney have asked Marvel president to collaborate with producer Kathleen Kennedy on a new Star Wars film. Um... I don't think that's that's really all the information we yeah, got no, is that Feige's I mean, going to be no, doing yeah. something for Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting to see them. I mean, obviously, he's had huge success with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think Disney feels kind of disappointed in Star Wars or at least the reaction to Star Wars recently. So it does definitely seem like they're hoping to bring some of that magic over from the MCU into the world of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I am still not clear where they're going after the Skywalker trilogy. Obviously they haven't announced anything, um, but I'm not, I, yeah, I don't really know what to expect with this news to be perfectly honest. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's kind of a, 
Uh, bittersweet's the best term I can think of. I don't know if that exactly fits. There's so many pros and cons to the thought of it. Uh, I love Kevin Feige and his work in the Marvel Universe. I love Star Wars in general. So the idea of a creator I like taking on a property I like is good. However, I, I like Kevin Feige's work on the, on the Marvel side, and there's more and more of it. So the thinner you stretch him, the, right. the, the more trouble you, you know, possibly lead into. Also, I feel like the, I mean, the idea is basically stated as we're, we're going to bring the Marvel guy over to fix Star Wars. And though I have no problems with Feige working on a Star Wars movie, I don't feel like Star Wars needs fixing exactly. Yeah. I don't think it's gone so far down any holes that it can't come back from. I really, really, really liked The Last Jedi. Uh, I enjoyed Solo quite a bit, and it had its own unique, you know, uh, creative issues Mm -hmm. as they were making it, and I thought it still turned out pretty entertaining. Yeah. I don't think they need to halt everything and go back to, you know, square one and start over with a new voice and direction. I think they just sort of need to slow down and maybe try some different ideas, but... I don't think it's anything... I I feel like this is a last-ditch effort to save something that isn't on its last leg. It's barely on its... Yeah. Well, I don't think think that's the deal. I think that... um, They... I I think that uh, it's more like just an optics thing. um, Because the news I heard is that uh, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, who did the... uh, (laughs) Uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, right? They were supposed to be moving on to do the next Star Wars trilogy and kind of oversee that. Um, everybody's mad at them right now because the last season of Game of Thrones sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I think Disney was just kind of like, well, what 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 sounds good? Yeah. You know what if what if we get you know Feige to do something? Yeah. And say he's yeah. going to be part of it. Yeah. Because you know? that yeah. just sounds great. Yeah. Um. I, personally, like I mean, I don't really, I don't really understand what Kevin Feige's role is in Marvel. You know, I know he's kind of credited for being like the overseer; he's the president, whatever. But like, it's not like he's directing movies. It's not like he's, you know, he just kind of picks people and puts things together and and is my or whatever he does. I don't know. Um, my point being that like comparing Marvel to Star Wars is not like a one-to-one it's not comparable yeah you know the thing he's been great at with the marvel stuff is making it all so like bringing a whole universe together together and making it all intertwine and gathering different pieces of the lore from different parts of the universe and being like oh look at this star wars really like like as much expanded universe stuff as there has always been in the fandom like star wars is pretty much just a straight line mm-hmm. as a property mm-hmm. you know so like he'd just be i mean he can make plenty of stuff up <laughs> you yeah, know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not saying i don't think he would make a good movie i'm just saying when you say kevin feige and star wars to me i'm like okay shouldn't he just keep doing what he was yeah <laughs> you know and, what and i mean maybe, like maybe, i mean cool you know, whatever maybe that's part of my hesitation with it because i hadn't put it in this thought until you just said that right there but that is sort of i mean it is apples to oranges like 
they're both giant universes that are sort of interconnected. Right. But with the Marvel Cinematic Universes, these are all characters who know each other, hang out together. I mean, outside of the fact that some are on Earth and some are cosmic, so there yeah. is some separation in there. But for the most part, you've been telling cohesive stories that all blend together at some point. The biggest problem that expanding Star Wars has had since Disney took over is that people are kind of getting bored with the status quo and looking at more expanded stories. Right. So if you're going to do that, you don't necessarily need a guy who's going to tie them all together because you should be telling stories of things that are, I mean, you're, you're dealing with a whole universe now. Yeah. Not just superheroes mostly centered on Earth that offshoot a little bit. You're dealing with planet after planet after planet. None of these two stories ever have to touch each other. Right. So what is the point of bringing someone in who's going to tie it all together if your goal is to get away from the Skywalker story and do more open things anyway? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think they just really they have have no clue had no clue what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, Star Wars Star Wars just seemed mm-hmm. like it was a license to print money. We own yeah. Star Wars now. Yep. I definitely think that was their mindset when yeah. they started this whole thing. Yep. And I don't think that's been proven wrong. No. Well, I, I, I think it just hasn't gone the way they wanted it yeah, to. Yeah, well, it's definitely on the decline. Uh, mm-hmm. I know as far as merchandise and toy sales go, it's like an all-time low for Star Wars really? stuff. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's okay. like nobody's buying the toys. Um, which has led to Hasbro producing a lot less of the stuff and people not really being excited for it anymore. And part of the problem with it is um, those movies come out so fast now that they are always working ahead to the next movie and they're not allowing enough time for cool merchandise to come out. Yeah. Like, uh, that's always a problem when you're making toys for movies anyway because they always have to make the toys so far in advance, which means they're only given preliminary information about the movie that's coming out Mm. and early design elements for some of the main characters. So they make toys based off that. And then the movie comes out and their toys don't perfectly match what's in the movie or they didn't make the toys of the characters people really wanted. But by that point, they're already working on stuff for the next movie and they can't go back to fix the problem. Like that's one of the problems with the world we're in right now with how fast this stuff is coming out and everything. And one of the things that makes Star Wars so cool especially in the toy world, are all the cool aliens and all the cool droids. And we've barely gotten any of that in the toy aisles for these new movies. These new movies have given us nothing but Finn and Poe and Rey and BB-8 and Snoke (laughs) and Kylo Ren over and over and over and over and over again. And none of the cool, weird characters from the background and stuff like that. So, so that, that has something to do with the fatigue too. Honestly, like there's not, it's hard for fans to get excited about it as far as like wanting to like spend money and buy all that stuff and everything. When it feels like, it feels like Disney's just kind of going through the motions and churning out this new stuff so rapidly that we well, can't keep up with it. Well, it's not special anymore either. It's not I mean, special. You're I right. Mean, you know, for for one, <clears throat> like Star Wars is like religion to Star Wars fans. You know what I mean? Like it is so serious and so yeah. entrenched in, and they grew up and they loved it, and they're you know it, it was like their parents loved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
like that was the thing on that 70s show wasn't it like it was this nerd thing for eric until red saw it and then red loved it yeah you know what i mean like, oh yeah you know <laughs> i love um, that show <laughs> but but i mean that's how it happened you know it was like it was like this weird star wars movie came out and all the kids loved it and then all the adults went and saw it and all the adults loved it and then everybody has loved it ever since ever since yeah you know um but now we have all kinds of freaking space movies and yeah. all kinds of magic movies and all kinds of cool laser weapons and people that do ninja stuff with it now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's just yeah. not, you know, it's it's the foundation yeah. for all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All those things exist because Star Wars was so great. Right. But now it's going to compete with them. Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, and, and we had the, the prequels that tried to advance what we saw with Star Wars. Yeah. And nobody liked those. Yeah, not because of the visuals, because the the, the story was weak and the acting was bad. Yeah. and Man, it was we can, we can take a whole side uh, direction here on how bad George Lucas is at movies. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this is that's an interesting. I want to bring this up because okay. Okay, this I, yeah, that's what this just came up into. this week too. So Disney CEO Bob Iger released an autobiographical autobiographical. Holy cow. A memoir. Autobiographical. Autobiographical. There you go. Memoir. <laughs> I cannot talk tonight. So in, in his memoir, he talks about George Lucas uh, not liking the new Star Wars yeah. movies that Disney yeah. have, has done. Um, Does he and, get into Lucas's ideas? Uh, well, so so here's here's what he goes on to say. Another about, Death Star! Another Death Star! Yeah. So, so Lucas felt there was nothing new. Uh, in each of the original films, the original trilogy films, it was important to George to present new worlds, new stories, new characters, and new technologies. In this one, he said there weren't enough visual or technical leaps forward. Um, he wasn't wrong, but he also wasn't appreciating the pressure we were under to give ardent fans a film that they felt quintessentially Star Wars. So I can see yeah. that point, yep. too. Okay. Um, he says, we intentionally created a world that was visually and tonally connected to the earlier films to not stray too far from what people loved and expected. And George was criticizing us for the very thing we were trying to do. Um, he, he goes on to talk about how George was immediately upset as they began describing the plot to him because it dawned on George that they weren't using any of his ideas or stories that he submitted during negotiations. George knew we weren't contractually bound to anything, but he thought that our buying the story treatments was a, t- a tacit promise that we'd uh, follow them. And he was disappointed that his story was being discarded. So that is really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, he yeah. Ad, Iger added, George felt betrayed. And while this whole process would never have been easy for him, we'd gotten off to an unnecessarily rocky start with him. Yeah. So that's really interesting stuff to hear. Like, May I expand yeah. slightly, though? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> because uh, a couple things on here. I really enjoyed uh, The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Fully understanding that it's sort of a you know New Hope clone. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I fully agree with basically what Disney was saying right there is that we sort of needed to reground ourselves because one, two, and three were not well received. Um, now I really liked three quite a bit, and I liked two more than a, a lot. They of got better as they went. Yeah, for sure. Saying. And one was straight garbage, <laughs> but. Even even throughout now that's like, pod racing. Yeah, even throughout the parts that I liked there, there's just elements of the overall story structure where I'm like, bah, you know, um, and so just returning us to 
that floor, I enjoyed. I thought that was a great way to do it. With the Lucas part, when I first started reading those stories, it was the same thing. It was like, well, we bought this from George. George had ideas. We were going to try to do some of his stuff. We bought his treatments. He sort of assumed we were going to use some of that stuff. And he felt kind of betrayed when we basically just did, you know, four again and started off from there. And I kind of felt sorry. I'm like, well, I can see from his perspective going, all right, this is my baby, but I'm going to go ahead and move it on to someone else because I'm not going to do more with it. So hopefully they'll use some of my ideas and yada, 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 getting on to it. Well, then I read about what some of his ideas were. And they, are, they sounded so much worse than the prequels. <laughs> I was going to say, it's so, like, I have such a weird yeah. relationship with George Lucas, right? Because he obviously created what we loved yep. about the original trilogy. Uh, but let's also not forget that, like, the one that everybody refers to as the best of the bunch, Empire Strikes Back... Um, George didn't even direct that one, right? No, he didn't direct Return either. Right, only exactly. A only, only a new home. And even with the prequels, um, he tried to get people to take but he did they told him. him he had to do it right exactly. they were like these are your this is your stories you need and, to direct which them. at first i thought was like them being good friends and just telling me he really <laughs> needs to do it and then i saw them and i thought oh they they read the scripts yeah nobody wanted that and part of this. touch these things yeah. you know uh because the whole thing and i can't remember the the terms but it was like basically he was Deep diving into the midichlorian thing. (laughs) And the whole ideas were, yeah, revolved around how there were these actual, like, creatures that were called, The thing the fans hated the most about the prequels. Yeah. Like, (laughs) the the expansion was that, like, there were these creatures and they were called, like, the Wisps or the Wills or something like that. And they were these unseen entities that controlled everything, and they're where midichlorians came from. And it expanded on a bunch of that stuff. And I'm reading, and these are like quotes from George Lucas, and I'm right. reading that going, all oh, sympathy draining quickly. <laughs> and then even when it gets to the end, like his final quote was like, eh, you know, most of the fans probably would have hated this. I'm like, well, that, well then, then why are you mad? That someone else bought it and did something different. Like, even you know no one likes your ideas. You know, that's that... <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> that's that weird thing, though, sometimes, where, like, you create something that everybody loves, and then you've got your kind of own idea for your story, but it doesn't really fit in line with what everybody else expects of the story. It is kind of a weird thing to think about, yeah. you know? Like, well, for sure. Like, George wrote this stuff. He's kind of got this whole thing in his head, and... People don't really love his idea of things beyond what he originally created, and that's got to be kind of a weird feeling I'm for sure. I'm sure for George. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This this whole thing is kind of however strange. either don't sell it and bury it with your own terrible ideas, or do sell it and you you know get out of there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's you know he, he's not Choo-choo on some Marcus. you know he's he's not on some social media campaign yeah, to you know fair, what right. i mean he's not like right you know he's just he just voices opinion and maybe he felt betrayed and you know probably i mean we're getting it through a this is coming this through is a, from bob a, Iger a, a, talking about well, bob yeah. Iger yeah and his biography right that just want, came out you know you know what i mean he sell wants some to books sell some well sell some books but the book needs to be interesting yeah right. and yeah. you know if, if the book says ah you know he gave us some ideas we didn't use them he was kind of disappointed that's like yep yeah, yep makes sense but if, you know, if you put, oh, George Lucas 
felt so betrayed and and he, he he heard our ideas and realized we weren't using his ideas and he he got felt so betrayed and got angry you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. then then that's interesting and people yeah. report on it on internet shows totally yep totally <laughs> yep. yep so yep you're right <clears throat> so i guess uh the future we'll see what it holds yeah. uh this friday is triple force friday which is the great Force Friday, which is when all the new Star Wars product hits stores. So, oh, uh, so this is when uh, the Rise of the Skywalker gets ye- ruined. Yeah, yes, because all the new toys are going to start yeah. hitting the stores and everything this this week. Actually, it's toys for both Rise of the Skywalker and the Mandalorian. All get oh, nice. the nice. embargo lifts this Friday. You know, it's so. uh, it, it's very interesting how you put into perspective how the toy world is affected by how quickly those movies came out. Mm-hmm. Because even when we started talking about this, you know, my point was kind of like, well, like slow down. Do and you expand, remember the discussion we had before force awakens? Because they remember the marketing before force awakens led us to believe that Finn was going to be the main character in the movies mm-hmm. because they were hiding the twist that Ray was actually yep. going to be the Jedi. So they marketed all the toys with Finn as the main character because most likely Hasbro and Funko and all the other people doing toys were not told about the twist because that's how things work. And there was an uproar that everybody was not making Ray action figures and it's because she's a woman. Remember that? Yep. That was like a thing that happened. And yep. it was and it wasn't necessarily that was the case. It was more that they had to try to play catch up after it was revealed, oh crap, Ray's the main character yeah. of the movies, and we pumped out all this product with Finn on the box. Yep. But that's the way the marketing was going for yeah, that movie. There was no way to avoid that from the toy perspective. Yeah, it's crazy. so and that's the kind of stuff that happens all the time in the toy world, especially nowadays, with how fast this stuff happens. So yeah. it's it's real crazy, well, man. Well it's I mean, it's like the, the, the episodes themselves I'm really at a loss sometimes because it is so widely varied on who appreciates them and who absolutely hates them. And, and like most things, there doesn't seem to be a lot of middle ground. Right. But it's one of those where I really, really like both those episodes, but it's hard for me to argue with people who didn't because their reasoning is sound because most of the complaints I heard about episode seven was that it was too much of the same thing. And, People wanted something kind of new. All right, well, if that's your perspective, that's fine, because it is pretty much just a four clone. Mm-hmm. You know, there you go. No big deal. And then the, the biggest argument, that, that at least that I can give credence to on episode eight, was that, like, they went, you know, they, they, they basically did the same thing with seven and then went completely off rails with eight, and now it's totally completely different, and it was, like, too much correction there which again i really enjoyed most of the stuff they did with eight but at the same time i can totally see that yeah point it's, of view it's super weird expe- right you know, like yeah. like like the first one was criticized for being a little too much like the old ones and then they went they did go like kind of bananas with the second yeah. one and they really yeah. changed course yeah. and that was just too much for people yeah. and and that's why most people apparently hate that movie you know <laughs> and again so. like i like i i mean i thought they were both really well made and i enjoyed them both but i can't argue with somebody who goes ah oh, man they just completely changed everything well yeah i mean they kind of did but everybody was complaining because they changed they didn't change anything with the first the first one, one yeah which is also so true. maybe maybe they didn't I mean, they just didn't find the right middle ground with both of them, right? They do like feel, they, they, they went a they little. They feel discombobulated as a pair right now, and well, I don't know if yeah. three's going to fix that. And I don't really know. I mean, I didn't have the frame of reference when 
when one, two, or when four, five, and six came out, I was one when five came out. I wasn't born when four came out. So, I mean, I watched these all later, and mm-hmm. I can watch them back to back and see them. Same so here. I don't know if there was... I don't know what the feeling was between movies with four, five, and six. Right. Uh, I have no idea if it felt this discombobulated or not. But I will say, I mean, seven and eight don't necessarily feel like they play that well together. And, and it makes me think that if you're going to do a brand new trilogy... You should probably have more of it mapped out at the beginning in order to provide some sort of cohesiveness uh, unless you are willing to take on the criticism of that they feel discombobulated. I don't know. I don't I, I, I don't feel like they felt discombobulated. I thought they followed a very uh, progression that made sense, you know. Um, in the first one, my favorite thing about uh, Force Awakens is how excited all the kids are to be part of everything. You know what I mean? Like, they feel like Star Wars fans, and, and they are. You know what I mean? Like, Ray is super excited to meet, like, you're Han Solo. This is the Millennium Falcon. You know what I mean? Um, when they do that thing, I, I, I love the moment um, right after they escape on that planet in, in the millennium Falcon right after yeah. they escape and they both come like running into the hallway and they're like, Oh my gosh, did you see that? We did that <laughs> thing. And then the thing happened. That was amazing. You know what I mean? Because that's like, that's how I would feel in yeah. that movie. You that's know, what and the audience is doing at that moment. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but then in the second one, you know, and, and so they kind of go through and they, they get pulled into this thing and it's st- like through the first one, it stops becoming like this fantasy, like this, uh, myth story and they get pulled into it right and then the second one is like all about them finding their place in that story you know to me they felt it felt like it ran straight through the other thing i have to say like the first three weren't planned as a trilogy right the first three the first one just happened and then they were like well all right, George. Yep. <laughs> we got nothing else coming out this weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then it was the biggest thing ever. So, yeah. like, yeah. Well, but that's exactly my point of saying, like, I don't know how the first three played together because I don't have a frame of reference for that. I wasn't, like, when I saw them, I saw them as a unit. Right. Yeah. And I have no idea if someone 10 years from now will see these three as a unit and feel the exact same way. Being right here in the middle, there are just aspects of it that feel like, for instance, like the Ray lineage stuff, we don't know where that's going. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I get I get the impression both from the movies and from the behind the scenes stuff that they also don't know where that's going, and that's not necessarily bad depending on how it ends up. But it's a little weird that well, you wouldn't have that. That's J.J. Abrams. No, that's not though, because J.J. Abrams set up that there was a big deal going on. And then Ryan Johnson came in and went, nope, it means absolutely nothing. And now I feel like J.J. Abrams is coming back in and going, nope, it really is a big deal. And maybe that will work as a whole unit when we've seen them all. I mean, I have every faith that it will. I'm not coming in as a, as an I am not coming in as a person who is negative on these movies. But that is something to me that feels like if you're going to sit down and end the Skywalker story that's been going on for 40 years you're going to have an outline of all three of those movies at once and it both from again from the behind the scenes stuff that i've read is that basically 
Abrams came in, did his movie, right. and then they were moving on to, because it was supposed to be Ryan Johnson and then Colin Trevorrow from the Jurassic yeah. franchise. Yeah. And they were basically going to make their own movies with, like, notes and moving on from the first. Mm-hmm. That feels like a weird way to do it to me. I would think you would want an outline of where you're going with this, uh, lest you run into the idea where now <clears throat> I'm a little worried that it's going to feel like seven and nine fit together and eight's this weird outlier. And I don't want that because I really like eight. You know? <laughs> so eight felt like it removed a bunch of stuff seven had set up, which yeah. is fine if it's going somewhere. But if nine comes in and just puts it all back in place, that's going to feel odd. And that's all speculation. I don't know if that's going to happen that way, but there's that fear there, and I get that fear. Okay. I'm excited for The Mandalorian. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just because you're, like, positioned or whatever with the ideal email handle. Oh, yeah. You're going to get all sorts of messages from people who really like your show. I've been a fan of this show for like 20 years because yeah. <laughs> it's in my, it's been my email the whole time. Yeah. Just reminded me of that Simpsons gag. This guy just writes letters to movies. <laughs> Dear Die Hard, you rock. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, All right. I'm a, little, we, I'm a little offended you guys didn't mention the clerk, get, pick up on the Clerks 2 reference. Uh-oh. I missed the Clerks 2 reference? Yeah. I totally missed it. It just made it right to your face. You did make it right to my face. Yeah, I still haven't caught it. Remember when they're talking about, because they're talking about the Transformers getting ready to come out. Oh, and yeah, Elias. What's, Elias is like, because <laughs> he's, got, he's got the Optimus Prime email or website or something. <laughs> yeah, that's So he's right. like... Like I'm positioned or whatever. Well, he was like, like he was. It yeah. was like it was like bots to bots to cars to bots dot com or it was something like that. Well, no, that that was the his his email was like Optimus Prime <laughs> something. Um, he was he the bots to bots to cars thing was that website he was recommending to uh, Randall when Randall was ordering the donkey show. Oh man. You know, you know, and, and then and then he was talking to Karst, yeah, dude. Are you looking for a website to talk about Transformers? Like, yeah. Are you looking for the ultimate yeah, website yeah, right. to talk about Transformers? You know, you know at carsthebots.com. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But no, when he was th- when he was talking about the because he had that email handle. Yeah. He was like, I'm positioned or whatever with like the ideal net handle. <laughs> You know, if God made man and man made Transformers, it's kind of like Transformers are a gift from God. Yeah. No, sir. They are not a gift from God. Transformers are like a gift from God, Randall. It just made fun of a Lord of the Rings nerd, so already puked. All right, the rest of this episode is Clerks <laughs> 2 because, oh my hey, God. I'm going to throw in some Clerks animated. <laughs> Oh my god. It's a oh. gift from the desolate one. <laughs> Let me help you out of your chair, Grandma! <laughs> he takes off running with his head so <laughs> yeah. oh Jacob's climbing in the window singing yeah, a song yeah. with him. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, are we moving on from Star Wars and Kevin Feige then? Please, let's do it. What's okay. Next? What's next? Um We've got a couple of DC things to discuss, I think. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about the idea of Tobey Maguire playing Peter B. Parker. Okay. We might as well bring up the idea of Brandon Routh 
Oh, hey. Playing Kingdom Come Superman. Why? Welcome, welcome back to 20 minutes ago, John. Thank Why, you very much. I told you I had three segues lined up. <laughs> Why, John, that's not even something to just talk about. That's a real thing that's happening. Holy shnikes. <laughs> so we've we've talked about the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths big crossover event that the CW is doing uh, in the past with some of the other announcements. And it feels like they just keep announcing more people. Um, and we've recently, this past week, got a photo our first look at brandon routh as superman uh which is like the um uh kingdom come version of superman yeah. right because he's like supposed to be the older grizzled superman yeah. um he looks pretty great yeah. i mean the love, costume love itself the yeah he's yeah. got the black ass on the suit um i will say the only thing i'm gonna say is that he doesn't look quite as grizzled as alex ross's interpretation of yep. superman from that era like that superman had seen some things i, w- I uh, would and uh, i would uh, like well, as, nobody looks as grizzled as as that any, guy draws anything that <laughs> yeah. alex ross draws right. you're right you're so, right that's yeah. that's fair that's a fair point as, as hardcore as i marked out for that photo i would i would agree like on the basis that he still looks very pretty he looks just like brandon <laughs> ralph yeah. who was also in those shows yeah. yeah so i'm still interested how that's going to play oh that's right because he was uh um he's the adam, adam. he was yeah. the adam yeah you're totally right which I've, i don't i mean i I'm a couple of years behind on all of those shows, but the last time I watched, he was still in them. I don't know if he ever actually left or I'm, if he's still I am in it or way what's behind going on. too, so I'm yeah. not sure. But yeah, but I mean, I guess they're doing, you know, a, a multiverse yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna buy whatever matter, they sell me. Right? Doesn't matter. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, I couldn't be more excited about that. But all of that stuff they're doing is awesome. They're bringing back Tom Welling. Yep. Maybe in suit, maybe not, but at least as a Clark Kent. I think the the uh, oh I know her name too the Smallville Lois Lane yeah is going to be showing up in it uh, the Supergirl Superman and Lois Lane are coming back for it uh, Kevin Conroy is actually going to play play Batman, Batman which is like, just the greatest you can actually like, see him for old, once old, ever that's yep, the he's, best thing he's playing old Adam yeah. West or uh, old thing, Adam West old Bruce yeah. Wayne nope. yeah. no, Adam that, West that, was an old Bruce Wayne that 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 makes me ninety nine percent as happy as the Brandon Me Ralph Kingdom too. Come thing does. Did they did they confirm Mark Hamill doing Joker too? Because that was one of the things that I have kept not coming seen up. That. And oh my god, dude! If we get Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill yeah. as Joker, I mean, they might as well just stop anything DC after that For because sure. that's it For right sure. there. It. Which would be Those... funny too because Mark Hamill's <laughs> also <laughs> already in that universe. But that would be a real easy one because the Joker doesn't look like was like that guy named Trickster? Trickster. Trickster? Yeah. He's like yeah. a Flash villain. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he was basically just doing a Joker voice for. Like every time he was on. I was like, because I love it. Didn't he play the he play, trickster in the old Flash he did. TV show? Yeah. yeah. So, so he re- he reprised his role as that already. They do so yep. many cool things like that. Yeah, they anyway, do a lot of fun stuff because we've we've gotten like that original Flash also in the Flash mm-hmm. stuff because they do they've already done all this multiverse stuff. Yep. Like they've introduced this throughout because of Flash with yeah. all the time travel stuff and everything. Um, Man, I mean so that's I, still uh, like at least again. It, I, I don't I don't know if anything's happened since, but at least in the early days, even when Supergirl made the jump over to CW, like because like Flash and Arrow are in the same world, they can just travel cities. But their Supergirl, they kept the idea that she was on in a different reality, basically, because yeah. they still have to portal back and forth yes. to that show. Yes, yes. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they do a lot of the, the fun stuff like that. Uh, I did also hear that 
I believe they approached Michael Rosenbaum, but he... For Lex? Yeah, I think he passed on it. Oh, wow. I believe that was how the story went. (laughs) Yeah, bummer. I mean, (laughs) whatever his reasoning, cool. But uh, Yeah, I guess the Hamill... I mean, he was the best part of that Smallville show, so it would have been nice to see. Hamill's not confirmed yet, but he's heavily rumored to be playing Joker, which means they might be saving that as, like, an announcement. You know, I almost can't imagine he wouldn't. You know what I mean? is the Batgirl show starting this year? Yes. So I would imagine a lot more Batman lore is going to make its way in anyway. Yes. Yes. So What, What about Jared Leto? (laughs) <laughs> well, he's already. I think he's done, dude. <laughs> well, I, I think he's out. As, as, opposed, as opposed to Tom Weller, who, who I'm is just still, saying. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, but I think it's a different kind of situation because yeah. I think I I, I don't you know. know Leto if, seems a lot more uppity than Tom Welling. <laughs> <laughs> Can't guarantee that. Never met either of them. Yeah. Just saying. Uh, now, I mean, this is this is sort of a loose segue into the non-news of the Suicide Squad photo. That surfaced this week also. They basically did a cast photo of Suicide Squad. And I don't know how much of it's surprise and how much of it was already known. Um, I didn't know a ton going into it. So there's a few things that caught me as news. Um, Joel Kinnaman's in the photo. I didn't know for sure if he'd be back or not. He was Rick Flagg in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Because this is one of those weird... Like, to find this photo you're it's like a about. sequel and a remake at the same time. I think, because it's still got, you know, the Rick Flag. It's still got Jai Courtney as Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, and it's still got Harley Quinn in it. But then it's got a whole bunch of other, like there's no Will Smith. John yeah. Cena's in it, though. Yeah, John Cena will be in it. He wasn't in the photo, but he will be in the movie. Um, Nathan what? Fillion was in the photo. I, I don't remember ever seeing that name bandied about. But nobody knows who any of these people are right. playing also, except for a couple of them in addition to the ones that are reprising their roles. Right. So it'll be very interesting well, that was to see the thing how that in the, in the comics, out. right? Suicide Squad was usually... Like, they brought in different people because... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. So, so, like, that makes sense either way. Yeah, for sure. Although... Um, but it's just one of those, like I like to see Will Smith back, but... Yeah, for sure. He'll, be, he'll probably be busy making... Uh, Genesis Gemini Man, Man Gemini Man, Gemini Man two. sequels, yeah. <laughs> Gemini Man expanded we're, universe. We're the, oh no, <laughs> we're all clones of each other. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I just remember seeing that uh, preview and how disappointed I was that uh, I, had, I had mixed it up. I thought it was a Glimmer Man remake. Glimmer Man. Glimmer Man. <laughs> Well, speaking of Suicide Squad 2, we should also talk about the new trailer that just dropped for Birds of Prey, which has the and, subtitle and the of Fantabulous, the, fantabulous the Emancipation, Emancipation of, of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah, so <laughs> like, ah, the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. There you go. That's the name yeah. of the movie. A weird. Uh, I'll start off being okay, he- go for it. hesitantly negative on this movie. <laughs> Because that's what DC's earned at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I liked Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn as part of Suicide Squad. I did not like Suicide Squad very much. I liked parts of Suicide Squad very much. I liked a lot of performances in Suicide Squad quite fine. So I don't... That's always a movie... Like, I hate talking about Suicide Squad because 
I either go negative or go positive, and either way, I feel funny about it. I, I enjoy watching Suicide Squad. I hold no illusions that that movie is any good. Like, yeah, 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 know, yeah. yeah. It, That's totally yep, a thing. Like, yep. it's dumb fun. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's a mess. It's it's a but, yeah. train wreck. Yep. Yeah, but it's one of those that's like fun to look at. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. It's people burning and you know yep. little kids running around on fire. Like it's a good it's a good train wreck. Fifty two pop songs in the first ten yes. minutes of the movie because yeah. because because it worked for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I mean they didn't have a method. That's behind why it. they just that's did why it, it was right? good. That's yeah. why Guardians of the Galaxy was good. Yeah, yeah. the music. Duh. Yeah, that's how they did it. So, anyway, um, as far as the Harley Quinn character goes, I, I like her in the DCU. Yeah. I'm interested in a movie that features her. It the, the whole marketing on the first trailer here feels very weird to me because it is titled as a Birds of Prey movie that strongly features Harley Quinn. I was saying it looks just like a Harley Quinn exactly. movie. Why aren't they then just calling this the movie trailer Harley and Quinn? it's clearly just a Harley Quinn, at least the trailer. Yeah. Uh, like at the end they list a bunch of actresses names so you know that there are some birds of prey, but as you watch the trailer, it's just a Harley Quinn movie with some nameless side characters that may or may not do anything the entire time. You know? Yeah, so I mean like we we got Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. We've got Journey Smollett Bell as Black Canary. So we know that they're there. Oh, Zaz is in the movie. Victor Zaz. Oh, that's the the knife guy, yeah. the Batman villain. And then uh, Ewan McGregor, who's easily going to be the best part of this movie, right? Probably <laughs> is playing Black Mask, which is kind of an interesting villain. Yeah, except even then, like, but he's I, not even wearing the mask. It's, yeah. it's early to assume that there will be a best part of this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yes, fair. Oh yes. Uh, you know, I'm not. I, I try very hard not to be the guy who's like, oh, that character looks different than I remember. I don't like it. But in this case, I don't know enough about Black Mask to be excited about the Black Mask. I liked him so in that if Batman you're gonna, game. Well, I was going to say, if you're going to put him in your movie and never actually have him in a mask, why not just give him a different name and let Ewan McGregor yeah. just be a be Ewan new or different character? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who is going to see that and go, oh, they're finally putting the black mask in a movie and then go buy a ticket? And won't that person be upset when it's not? Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, granted, this is, I mean, this is practically also a... Uh, uh, a slightly upgraded teaser. So we don't know anything. This movie could be 30% Harley Quinn and 70% everyone else. Well, Ewan it, McGregor may be wearing the mask in 12 out of 15 scenes, yeah. and we just happen to see parts of two of those scenes. Because well, they want Who, they want us to know that Ewan McGregor's in it. Exactly. Yeah, Which, it, in fairness to them, yeah. good call. Yeah, because that was sure. immediately more excited for this movie because of that. Well, it, you know, it immediately makes me think of uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Where, you know, they, they had a whole movie that was a sequel to uh, Desperado. Desperado, thank you. And then Pirates of the Caribbean came out, and all of a sudden Johnny Depp was the biggest star ever. And they tried to make that side, you know yeah, what I mean? His, yeah. his little side part that probably should have taken up about... You know, twenty minutes of that movie turned into the lead storyline and yep. the main character of yep. that that yep. sequel. Wow. They did. Did you ever see that? No, they, I never they, did. They, they, like no joke, because 
no one listening to this has ever seen or remembers Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Uh, and I forget, as much as... I love Pirates of the Caribbean so much mm-hmm. that I forget how hard it ruined that movie. Mm. Because, because exactly that. Yeah. Amazing. Like, that movie was going to be a fun Robert Rodriguez uh, expansion on Desperado. Yep. And then Curse of the Black Pearl hit. Yeah. And they immediately ran back to the editing bay and took every piece of footage Johnny Depp had shot and tied it into that movie somehow. Yeah. And I use the term tied loosely because none of it made a lick of sense. Nope. It was all stupid. Yep. And that movie sucked. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. It was so bad. And his character was so dumb. Yeah, exactly. So well, dumb. Because most of his appearance in that movie was him like ad libbing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, right, because you know, I mean, like you, you, you hear stories about that. Like the magic of movies is where, you know, sometimes they just keep the camera rolling and they do it five or six times, and the one that you know, then you know, the actor just came up with on the spot is the one they used. Right. Except in this case, they used all six of them. Yeah, and the you longest, <laughs> just the longest one, the longest take yeah, they had. Exactly. It was so bad, and he was so weird. Like, and not not weird like Jack Sparrow was weird. He was weird because his he was like an American agent who's job was to keep mexico level like normal or like at a like not extraordinary yeah. like at one point he's eating he's eating this pork dish and he's like you know somebody asked him like what do you do and he's like you know i order this pork dish everywhere i go and this is the best pork dish i've ever had here you should have some in fact it's so good as soon as i'm finished with it i'm gonna walk in the kitchen i'm gonna shoot the chef because he's too good to be in mexico and like then that's what? that's what happens you know and it, like that's his explanation for who what he does like his job yeah and and then he just does that he just all right yeah it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird yeah not the good and goes nowhere and goes nowhere because that's the funny thing uh with johnny depp pretty much all of his movies you can describe as going god he's so weird (laughs) and that means vastly different things yeah over those movies it either means he's excellent or this is unwatchable right drink up my audience yeah that's one of the excellent hey, ones. There's a character in this movie called whose name is Scantily Clad Crystal. <laughs> I also hear King Shark's supposed to be in it. Why does that make me think of uh, what's the uh, buck tooth baby eating O'Brien? <laughs> what is that from? <laughs> from the roll call in Muppets Treasure Island. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> Tom, amazing. old Tom, dead Tom, <laughs> Bucktooth baby eating O'Brien is like this hot chick. She's like, hey. <laughs> I believe that will be uh, available on launch on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of the old Muppets I love stuff that is. movie. Yeah, that's awesome. That was the one. That was the one that sold me on the Muppet. Uh, I don't know remakes, movies, classics. I don't even know. Okay. On on them continuing to make Muppet movies. Or? Well, I didn't like I didn't like Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, I thought you did. I, I like it more now. Okay, it it grew on me when it came out, and I think I was just at the wrong age. Yeah, you know, like like when it came out, I was like this is dumb. You know, and I was I was a little older when it came out, and I was kind of like transitioning from kid stuff to adult stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't too into that. Um, but when I saw Muppet Treasure Island, I was like. Okay, I can't not like that. <laughs> I uh, will always find joy in quoting Muppets Take Manhattan, the old diner guy. Anytime I don't know what else to say, I can just go, Peoples, 
There's peoples. There's no buildings. There's no buildings. There's music, there's dancing, there's tomatoes, there's peoples. It's the best thing ever. I like the Muppets. I love the Muppets. All right, well, Birds of Prey, I guess, is a wait and see. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, what what does DC got in the pipeline? They got that Joker movie coming out, which we'll try to talk about on the next podcast. Yes. Wonder Woman sequel. Wonder Wonder Woman Woman sequel. The Aquaman sequel. Shazam. Are they doing another Shazam? I thought they had announced that for sure. I hadn't seen that, but I'd be shocked if they didn't. We're still hoping for a Black Adam. That's right. Starting, yeah, starting the rock. yeah, theoretically, starting the rock, the rock is also supposed to be a Shazam somewhere. We'll see. Well, they did you um, see? Uh, there was like the alternate cut or whatever. The the there was a deleted scene on Shazam where they tease Black Adam. Oh, really? No, end. I didn't see. Yeah, so um, it was it was uh, it was on the on the Blu-ray where they. The, the whole ending is the them all sitting in the thrones in the little lair or whatever, and uh, then they're kind of like, hey, why is there why is there an extra chair? And then like it pans over to the extra chair, and it's like, bum, bum, bum. Oh, that's, that's the Black Adam yeah, teaser because yeah. he's like the last member of the, yeah. the family. I did so. see that uh, they had released like basically a description of what the Henry Cavill scene was supposed to be like before he backed away from Superman, and they just showed the S. Basically. Oh, okay. There, you know? Oh, Which yeah. There wasn't much more to right, it. You know? Right. A little bit of interaction. Uh, but that's the last thing news-wise I've seen out of Shazam. But again, I mean, it did fine and it was well-received. I, I, I had a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yeah. I would be surprised if they didn't do another one. But I really also feel like they're waiting on... I, I really want to see what Joker does to yeah. the DCEU. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. It's getting like a lot of positive buzz, too, yeah. isn't it? So a weird... Like a lot of positive buzz, but also like a lot of weird reaction. I don't know. It's yeah, be very interesting yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what, how this pans out and what it does to the entire universe. Yeah. You're right. That's yeah. going to be because if this, I mean, if this, if uh, uh, jo- Joaquin Phoenix wins an Oscar and this movie makes a ton of money and this is all people are talking about for the next two months, we are going to see a bunch of weird DC movies coming up. <laughs> Which again. <laughs> Pass or fail, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well, I think that's going to do it. I think that got us through all of our topics for today's episode of the show. Um, I did not get any fan questions out there because I've had kind of a hectic travel schedule, so I apologize for that. I'll make sure that questions return for the next episode and I'll put something up on the Facebook page. So if you're not already following us on Facebook, make sure you do that. Just do a search for the geek easy podcast and hit that like button. That way you can keep up with episodes of this show, as well as episodes of the freak easy podcast, which is our October spinoff talking about horror movies. Plus anything else that we're doing is all gets plugged right there on the Facebook page. So that's the best way to keep up with us. Aside from that, you can subscribe to this podcast in several different formats, depending on what your preferred way to listen or view us is. If you like videos, you can find us on YouTube. Do a search for the Geek Easy Podcast, hit that subscribe button, and comment on those videos. That really helps get the videos out there in the algorithm. Uh, If you want to do audio stuff, you can find us on iTunes, Apple stuff. Uh, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcasting platforms. So rate us, follow us, leave us comments and ratings and all that good stuff to help us spread the word on the show. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Um, Have you guys played the uh, 
Genesis Mini yet? I have not. Have you? No. Yeah, uh, I really dig it. I think we, you know, we can talk about it more expanded when we're not on the final thoughts segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, I need to. But, I uh, still need to get one. Came but... out to a lot less fanfare than I expected, but I've been really happy Did with it? the. Maybe you're not looking in the right places because well, I was looking at my local Walmart at midnight where there oh, was a you bunch were ta- of people. Okay, okay. Well, like there was a bunch of people waiting for the Super Nintendos. You know, and there was no one there for the Nintendo for the stuff. Does that? Yeah, that's fair. Nintendo Nintendo has that brand recognition. Yeah, yeah. you know, because because for a time it was like Coke. You know, like whether you were playing Atari or. Uh, Genesis or an arcade game, you know, Grandma thought you were playing a Nintendo. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what that, I mean. Yeah, so, totally, sure, sure. totally, and that's totally fair. However, like I just I expected. I've seen nothing but positives though, as far you know. as like this system. Like it's it's being referred to as the best of the mini so far, yeah. as just yeah. like the quality of it and and everything that's on there. So, I don't know if I'd put it above either Nintendo, no. but I'd put it with. I, I mean, it, it is a representation or replication or whatever the word would be. Of what I had when I was younger, sweet, yeah. which is what all of three of the main ones have been, and I'm, I'm excited. To well, three grab of the four it. main ones. Yeah, I'm excited to grab it. I just haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, so. I have been busy playing Untitled Goose Game. You guys are just gonna have to go look at that so you know okay. what it is. But it's it's <laughs> okay. just the most let's, amazing game. Let's leave it with that. Yeah, let's talk about the Genesis next time more when we yeah. okay. talk about. Sounds Joker. great. Let's do that then. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Geek Easy Podcast. Until next time, my friends. The Geek Easy Podcast is a production of Pixeldan.com. Musical tracks used in the intro and outro are used with full permission of the respective owners or creators. Intro and outro narrations are provided by me, Brian T. Stevenson. Pixeldan.com's The Geek Easy Podcast is provided for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed are those solely of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily represent those of Pixeldan.com or any other party. Be sure to join us next time for another installment of The Geek Easy Podcast.